Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of Tummy Team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain-free and connected for the life they were meant to live. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey. This is Kelly Dean, and today I'm going to share a little bit more of my journey. Um, We're going to talk a lot about the way I have kind of been on a journey to embrace getting older, embracing my age, and not just that, but embracing the concept of being strong for the life I was meant to live. If you've been following the Tummy Team at all, you know that that's kind of one of our taglines. It's one of the things we say a lot is to be strong for the life you were meant to live. And we talk about that um, in terms of the the things you want to do for your life, but also for, you know, your entire life. And when I um, thought about sharing this today, a lot of clients and a lot of colleagues will say to me, Um, and just a lot of people will say to me that I, uh, don't look my age and I, I'm really blessed with good skin from my mother. Um, but I think it's more about my behavior and how I hold myself and my confidence level. And I'm just here to say it hasn't always been that way. I'm actually turning 49 this week. Um, it's, it's, uh, kind of surreal. You know, you think that you know what an age is like until you become that age. I don't know if that makes sense, but I have been on a journey over the past 10 years to intentionally embrace my age and all that comes with it. Um, me and my team thought it would be fitting to do a podcast this week talking about that journey and how, my work with the tummy team has really influenced the journey. So when I say that I am embracing my age, I'm talking about genuinely celebrating my age, considering what I'm capable of, setting meaningful and inspiring goals for myself, respecting my limits, not necessarily always accepting my limits, but respecting the limits of my body at any given time, and honoring what my body is currently doing, what it's done in the past, and focusing on what really matters. I know that's a, a, like a really big concept, but you know, it really started when I turned almost 40. For me, my 30s were consumed with kind of a fertility roller coaster. Um, many of you guys know that part of my story um, from the age 20, my age, like 27. I was pregnant for the first time at 27, and I had a miscarriage. Um, my oldest child, my son, was born when I was 28. Um, so I got pregnant about six months after that miscarriage. Um, and then I basically was either pregnant, trying to get pregnant, recovering from a birth, or recovering from a miscarriage, and basically consumed with all that was involved in that for the from the age 27 to 39. I um, was pregnant 12 times, or not 12 times, I was pregnant, sorry, that's a lot. I was pregnant seven times during those 12 years. So I... Um, 
you know, I lost a lot of babies. I have three um, children now. One is 21, one is 17, and one is 13, as I'm kind of recording this right now. Um, But in my 30s, it was all about trying to get pregnant, trying to stay pregnant, kind of that building your family. It was very challenging and exhausting. It was an emotional season. And honestly, I don't remember taking care of myself very well. I was really distracted um, and kind of consumed by being a mom and trying to have babies. Um, By the time I was 39, I had lost, uh, we had lost our last baby. Uh, My last pregnancy ended in a a miscarriage that was at 22 weeks. Um, So I was pretty far along in that pregnancy. Um, By the by the time that I was, that was like, I was 38. By the time I was 39, I was really disconnected from my body. I felt pretty broken and defeated. I had kind of shifted out of that um, space of like, okay, I know we're not going to have any more babies. We had made that decision. My husband had gotten a vasectomy and we really, we really wanted to start focusing on the kids we had instead of the kids other kids we wanted to have. And, um, it was a real shift for me cause I was just in that zone. And if anybody has kind of had fertility struggles, you know what I'm talking about. You know, that kind of all consuming distraction that is like, am I pregnant? Am I going to get pregnant? When am I ovulating? Um, am I bleeding? Do, am I spotting, you know, kind of just all of that stuff. And so really My entire 30s was all about that. Um, At the end of that season um, is when I started the tummy team. And if you've not heard the story about how the tummy team started, I talk about it in episode one of this podcast. So I encourage you to listen to that. I also have several videos on our website, thetummyteam.com and on YouTube. I talk about it a lot because my journey and the tummy team journey are very parallel. You know, the tummy team was born out of a need that I had in my own body and has always kind of reflected what I've been pursuing, um, in my own health and then sharing with you all prior to my thirties. Um, if you know me, I was a competitive swimmer and I was always really goal oriented. I felt pretty invincible. (laughs) Um, you know, those twenties where, where we can do anything. You set a goal, focus on it. And typically I was able to achieve the goal. Um, so, so once I got Once I'm 39, my mindset goes back to, okay, I'm no longer going to be having any more kids. I really feel like I need to start reconnecting to my body. My body feels broken. How can I heal it? How can I start uh, kind of moving forward? And the only time I had done that in the past was like in my 20s before I'd had kids. And I tried initially to... (laughs) to use that same, those same strategies, um, and failed miserably because my body was not the same. I was not the same. And even my goals were not the same. Like I, you know, we all can kind of think about how we looked before kids and how we felt when we were still a competitive athlete and how we were able to do all of these things way back in the day. But the reality is that doesn't always match our current lifestyle um, and the things that are really important to us now. And so my journey 
of healing my core partly included understanding what 12 years of fertility struggles and pregnancies did to my body. Not necessarily in a depressed, sad way, but in just a realistic, aware way. Like before I, you know, I really started looking at what my body had been through, I simply fixated kind of on all the ways that it had failed me and how broken I was. But as I started healing, part of my journey was really honoring what that season was like. It was very difficult. Um, And I started gently rebuilding those broken connections that I had with my body. And I, I shifted my expectations of what I was trying to expect of my body. I stopped punishing myself and using, I was one of those people that used fitness as a way to kind of beat my body into submission to beat my body up. Um, I didn't always do that, but I, I felt like after I had the kids, I kind of felt like that's what I needed to do. I needed to just kind of push and burn and do hard things. Um, and my body really didn't respond well to that. I started to fall apart. I started to have a lot of pain and, um, I was even more discouraged and, So as I started working um, in this field with the tummy team and I started working with clients as well as with myself, I started like thinking about it differently. What would I expect this client to be doing? I would never be having them do these aggressive, really rigorous workouts when they were in need of rehab. Um, And so I started taking my own medicine, so to speak. I started to nurture myself. And I realized that I had just been powering through, just like every one of my clients. And I was trying not to feel much of the pain. And I was just looking for the fastest way to, quote unquote, fix myself. And I had this kind of, I felt like I had this underlying mentality of the sooner I could look like I never had kids, the better. And then I had this aha moment where I was like, are we really not supposed to look like we've ever had a child? Like, are those 12 years of fertility not, there's no, there's no evidence of that in my body. And am I not going to acknowledge what my body went through? And it actually didn't fail me. It gave me these three beautiful children and it held me together on that whole roller coaster. So my healing journey actually shifted that kind of power through mindset completely. So at 40, I I kind of realized that I wasn't motivated by the same things. You know, I think a lot of us, when we turn 40, we have this, this, okay, now what? Like, I want my 40s to look different. There's this, this, I'm 40 now. Like, what is, what does that mean? I began personally to understand the importance of connection and strength and energy. It wasn't as much about looking a certain way, even though, of course, I I wanted to lose my belly and I wanted to, you know, to, to feel stronger. But in the end, it was really about feeling better. And, and I knew that I wasn't going to look like I never had kids. I wasn't going to look like I did when I was 25, when I'm now 40. But I knew that I didn't feel like myself anymore. And I I get that feeling from a lot of my clients. They just, they feel like they've kind of lost part of themselves. And motherhood does shift us, does change our perspective. We start to focus a lot on our children and less on ourselves. 
And that's natural and that's part of being a mom. Um, but at the same time, we there there was a shift in me at 40 where my kids were a, um, a little bit less physically uh, demanding on me and I could start to think again <laughs> and I could start to think, who am I in addition to being their mother and my and a wife to my husband? Who am I? What brings me joy? What feels right to me? What feels good in my body? What do I enjoy doing? What do, how do I enjoy feeling and kind of thinking about goals in that way? And it just simply wasn't realistic for me to exhaust myself with goals to relive my glory days. And for me, that would ultimately mean, mean like neglecting these kids that I spent so much time trying to have. I had a family and a business and a ministry and yes, I wanted to look great, but more than that, I really wanted to feel good. I wanted to be connected to my body. I wanted to be strong and I wanted to have energy and I wanted to live out what I was doing with my clients. And I really felt like if I couldn't do it, I couldn't ask a client to do it. And, and it was really motivating for me. The tummy team has always really been um, good for me to be accountable and to practice what I preach and to actually involve myself in what I'm asking people to do. And a lot of times in our programs, people will say, wow, I got to this next week and I had all these questions. And in the very first video, you answered all the questions I had almost before I had it. It's like you were anticipating what my questions were going to be. And the reason it's like that is because I live this life. I live this life. I live this. I've lived out these programs. I've gone through them. I continue to go through them. I know what it feels like when you're at week four and at week five and when you're starting neutral pelvis and when you're first connecting to your pelvic floor again and when you're trying to figure out how to get that upper back strong again. And I know what those feelings are because I've lived it out. So, you know, my work with the tummy team um, consistently is shifting my perspective and helping me to not be consumed with um, maybe all of the messaging that's out there in the world. You know, I always say that the tummy team was created to be what I needed, but I also realized that it, I knew it was what other women needed too. Strength was what I was seeking. And I feel like strength is what most people are seeking. Um, strength and connection. And I think sometimes we don't know how to put the words on that connection, um, but we know when we get it back. We sometimes don't realize when we're disconnected from our body, but as soon as we get connected to our body again, we can tell that there was that void there. So I started to realize that how I feel and what I was capable of was far more important to me than what I looked like on the outside. And as a result, as I worked on thing, how I felt and what I was capable of, I actually inadvertently looked better on the outside. My posture was better. My strength was better. My, my um, confidence was better. My body started to tone up and I was able to do more things. And I didn't even realize, it's kind of like, I didn't even realize how little I was doing, even though I was physically exhausted and doing a lot of care for my children and for my family in those, in that kind of thirties. Um, I didn't realize how little I did 
outside of that, um, how I didn't really have any extra energy to do anything else. And, you know, to be fair, um, those early, those early years are really challenging and I don't ever want to, to put an added expectation on my clients or people to, or dismiss the fact that it is exhausting. I usually always tell people it's not always going to be like this. There are some key things you can do in this season when your kids are little that will set you up to, to really launch into a new season when the kids get a little bit older. And I didn't have that. I kind of started flat footed into my forties because I was really weak and depleted, um, from, from those early years of my, of motherhood. And, but I feel like if I could, if I had a do over and I could do it differently, I feel like I, knowing what I know now, I would, um, never underestimate how posture is important and supporting my posture when I'm carrying my kids and when I'm nursing my kids. Um, I would never um, underestimate the fact that rubbing my tummy, doing abdominal massage, learning that breath and that transverse hold and starting to feel myself in the midst of all of those physical challenges, that would have been life-changing for me back then. And I didn't have that information until I was out of that season. So it's very... I don't know. It's very uh, rewarding for me to give new moms and younger moms um, that information because it, it is it is life changing and you don't have to do everything. You don't have to do um, major workouts and big things, but little things do add up when you're intentional and you're you're aware that your body needs to be physically strong to take care of these kids, but also physically strong to be emotionally present as the kids get a little bit older. You know, the, the, I feel like, and I say this a lot, I feel like there's far too much emphasis on our, in our culture on looks and on body shape. Um, if we were all supposed to have the same body shape, I think God would have made us that way. But there are lots of things that if you put 20 women, 20 different women in a line, there's lots of things that working out are not going to change or diet is not going to change. You know, there's shapes and sizes and, and different things in our body. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't exercise and shouldn't eat healthy. I'm just saying that we, we've, we've been tricked into believing that there's some perfect body type and I don't believe it. Um, and I'm really not interested in contributing to that message. I feel like there's beauty in all those different shapes and sizes and that the demands of motherhood and the demands on women and on our body, just what, what they're capable of and what they do needs to be honored and respected. And, um, and we need to see the beauty in it. So this is, you know, we don't, post any before and after pictures at the tummy team. I know people ask us for that all the time. We don't do that. Um, I feel like everybody um, looks different. And sometimes somebody's after picture might be somebody else's before picture and they'd be discouraged before they even started. And, um, and so I just want people to recognize that, you know, we, we're not selling lose your mummy tummy. We're not selling any kind of, um, get skinny quick mentality. I'm not really interested in body shaming in any capacity. I have a real, I get really triggered by, um, 
by even just like some of the ways we talk to ourselves about, oh, this is my trouble spot, or I've always hated this part of my body, or, you know, things along those lines. Um, Because, you know, it does, it makes an impact on how we look at our body. And so for me, I started to try to look at my body um, as a physical therapist, you know, at, in my job, um, my job is basically to help bodies function better, help them work better, right? Pain-free and, um, efficient and, and, you know, to, to help, you know, us to function better. So all of our goals focus on how you feel and how you function. And this is for myself, but also in, within the tummy team. And, Um, this has really helped me as I'm embracing my age and I'm trying not to compare to any kind of standard that somebody else or the culture has set for me, but I'm really looking at how do I feel and what, how do I function? What am I capable of? Um, and it's what I needed, you know, it felt like that was what I needed and it was what I was supposed to share with clients. And that's what I do. And I feel like there's a freedom in looking at your age as a journey, instead of giving ourselves these deadlines, well, I want to be able to do this by this time, or be able to do this by that time, you know, six months after I have a baby, I want to be back in my jeans, or I want to, you know, lose weight at this point. And I understand I'm all about goal setting, but I just feel like I want to look long-term, you know, we can have some short-term goals, but really long-term how I want to be an active grandparent. I want to be involved in my grandbabies and potentially my great grandbabies lives. You know, I want to be able to play with them and carry them and get down on the floor with them. And that starts with a movement and a mentality, um, early on, right? You can't just like in your sixties go, okay, now I'm going to work on getting down on up and down off the floors if you haven't done it for 20 years. Right. So, You know, our culture tends to glamorize youth, but there is wisdom and confidence and freedom that comes from living a life and experiencing years of relationships. Um, For me, I've learned that relationships with people are the most important thing in my life. So I want to bring my best version of myself into those relationships. Um, And one of the things we say all the time is self-care is not selfish. Taking care of yourself allows you to give the best version of you to the people you love. So that looks different for every person, right? Like I, I can tell you what has worked for me and I'm going to share what works for me, but this is not a comparison game. You don't, you're not going to live my life. Many of you are not swimmers or are not inspired or motivated by the same things I'm going to be motivated by. But I think it's important for you to really think about what, what, make, what brings you joy, what makes you feel good, what do, what do you want to be able to do? Um, where, what do you want to be capable of at, you know, this year, next year, 10 years from now? And how can you kind of set the stage to allow those things to happen? Um, so I feel like each of us have to look at how to nurture the best part of ourselves 
and create an environment that encourages us to bloom and thrive. For me, it started with reconnecting to my core through rehab, as you guys all know. It's it's interesting how it's hard to really feel yourself when your core feels like a deflated balloon. Um, The core of our body is more than a group of muscles. When we say core, it's like the center. It's, It's the part that grounds us. It's the part that stabilizes us. It's the part that connects our upper body, our lower body. It allows us to move. It allows us to feel grounded. And I desperately needed to feel myself again. I needed that grounded, strong, stable feeling of being me. Motherhood had kind of stretched me out. And then grief had kept me disconnected from that kind of stretched out belly and stretched out body. And I was a shell of myself and needed to feel whole again. So it started physically, but then it continued emotionally as well. And, you know, if you've been listening to a lot of our podcasts or if you've done any of our programs, you recognize that we, almost every one of our clients talk about the emotional component of the rehab. And it was completely unexpected to me. I didn't even, I didn't, I was a physical therapist. I didn't really go in thinking about that, but it's been a beautiful byproduct of what we do that we become uh, much more emotionally strong and um, we deal with some of the emotional pain that came with some of those physical traumas. Uh, Let's see, at 40, I decided to return to competitive swimming. So I had been out of the pool for 17 years and I remembered that I loved to swim. Um, and it was hard at first because when I had left swimming, I was incredibly competitive. I was, uh, you know, in college swimming and I trained for Olympic trials and I, um, a lot of my identity was in, um, some of those goals and, and that speed. And I knew that that wasn't going to be how I was going to return to swimming. Um, but I, I started to think, well, I still love to swim and it still feels good even if I am not going to go train for Olympic trials. So I joined a master swim team um, and it was inspiring in very unexpected ways. I thought that I was just joining a master swim team because I needed a coach to tell me what to do because I can kind of be lazy on my own. Um, but it was became much, much more than that. Um, sure, when I started swimming, it felt really good to move in that familiar way and Um, swimming is one of those things that uses all the muscles in your body and lengthens you and you are buoyant and you can stretch and you use muscles that maybe you don't use when you're carrying a baby on the hip. Um, and it felt good to do something just for me that helped me feel like myself again. Um, like I said, I joined the team because I liked having a coach, but I also like being part of a team. But what was really unexpected and healthy for me was to see other women of all ages, like the women on our team are anywhere from their mid-20s to um, 80s, their 80s, and all these women have different body types, um, different stories, and different goals. And it made me see women's bodies um, completely differently than what we're kind of sold, um, the messaging that we're sold, right? And 
I really started to remember how amazing the human body is. It was refreshing to see real people, not polished workout past personalities like on a video like you know some sometimes you we all watch those videos those shredded videos and stuff and you have this polished person that's never had a baby that's you know you're trying to um keep up with and it just makes you kind of for me it just kind of makes me feel bad about myself um it was nice to see real people and and at the same time I kind of learned how to embrace the real person I am you know with my own story and a real body that has done real things that have been important for me. Um, and it was really good. It's been really good. I'm still swimming now. Um, I actually have, uh, I've written several blogs about swimming and I have a video about, um, sw- returning to swimming. If swimming is one of the things I have a video about that, we'll put all that in the podcast notes. Um, you know, I've actually, in my swimming journey have, um, returned to swimming at nationals and, um, masters nationals is very different than nationals when you are a kid. Um, but it was still really, really inspiring. And I have a really great article that I wrote about that. Um, so if you want to know more about that, look in the, the podcast notes about those things. Um, as I reclaimed to like the strength and connection, I realized how much simply standing and walking with good posture impacted my confidence. It's kind of funny how, um, kind of weak and deflated we can kind of become collapsed and deflated. And as I started strengthening my core and starting to feel myself again, I, I wanted to stand differently. I wanted to walk differently and learning how to stand in that long lean and lifted and walking with intention and good posture really impacted my confidence. I felt like, okay, you know, I, I don't need to hide my body. I don't need to curve around my belly. I don't need to curve around my chest. Um, motherhood left me with a far larger chest than I had prior to having kids. So it was a, my body was a very different body after babies and I needed to learn how to live in that body. Um, but it's, it's, I cannot tell you how important posture is getting the strength, um, that allows you to have good posture and then using that good posture affects everything. It affects your ability to make eye contact. It affects how people take you seriously and interact with you. Um, it's affected my children, my, my girls naturally, and my son, they naturally stand taller because I stand tall. My confidence has kind of become something they've absorbed because of how, how they watch me move. And it just, it also makes you feel grounded and stable And it just changed how I pretty much interacted with my kids, with my husband, with my work, with with the people around me. And I started to notice kind of how unengaged I had been before. And I changed it. And it's funny because that like simple something simple like that made me gave me the confidence to start kind of playing with my kids instead of like sitting, you know, on the sidelines, like I would get up and kick the soccer ball with them, or I would, um, you know, get in the pool with them at the, when we were on vacation and go down the water slides, do like actually play Frisbee when we're at the park, instead of just watching them play, I started playing with them and 
that was really impactful for my family because I feel like they all kind of assumed that I was broken. And then I started to not be broken. I started to engage in um, things. And and then I started making I, silly goals. I My goals shifted to what I was capable of. And I, I know, as a result, I kind of started to realize how much weakness and disconnect had made me afraid to do things. Validly so. Like it was appropriate for me to not do certain things because I was weak and unstable. But as I got stronger, I started to realize I don't really need to be afraid of that. I need to have a plan to be able to do that. And so my 40s became my fearless 40s. And I started to kind of intentionally identify times that I would limit myself because I was afraid or self-conscious. And then I would like take those situations and turn them into little goals. Like for me, it was, I, I made like a silly goal of like, I wanted to do cartwheels on the beach with my kids. Well, I hadn't done a cartwheel for a really long time. So I started doing like little handstands against the wall. And my daughter, who was a gymnast, would help hold my feet. And I could only do a little bit because my wrists were really weak. But I would kind of build up. And then the next time we went to the beach, I did a cartwheel. And my girls were like, yay! And they they videotaped the cartwheel. And it was like this, this really fun moment. And it's just a cartwheel. But it was just me recognizing, okay, like I don't want to be afraid to do some of these things. I set different goals over the years um, and work on gaining the strength and coordination and connection to meet those goals. Um, You know, one of them was just that cartwheel on the beach, but, you know, some of them have been other things. Like I signed up to do surfing lessons with my brother-in-law. I always wanted to surf and there's a lot of strength. You have to be able to, a lot of the prep for surfing is laying on your tummy on the floor and being able to get up on your feet really quick and, or get up on your knees and then get up on your feet. And so you can do a lot of that work in your living room before you even make it to the surfing lessons. So like stuff like that is like, okay, you know, I need to practice this, practice this, practice this. And then when we go and learn how to surf, I'll maybe be able to get up on my feet. And it took me a while, but I got up on my feet. Super fun. Um, You know, I was afraid of heights. um, And I don't know if I was, I wasn't always afraid of heights, but when my core was really weak, um, I got really um, motion sickness more than I did when my core was stronger. Like if I were on a roller coaster or something, I would start getting uh, nauseous when I never did before. But I think it was just that my whole insides were like kind of, wobbling around. So as I got stronger and more connected to my core and could kind of stabilize myself on a roller coaster or stabilize myself, um, when I was high up, um, it seemed better. So, you know, I worked on going zip lining, um, with, with a girlfriend. Um, I started doing some cliff jumping with my kids when we would go hiking and, and swimming. Uh, I bought a paddleboard, which works a lot on core stability. Um, and then, then I started, I got a couple of paddleboards and I started taking my friends out and teaching them how to paddleboard and just stuff like that, that really has um, brought me alive and helped me realize, yes, I'm getting older, but there's still plenty of things for me to be able to do. And it's interesting how, um, you know, my kids have watched this journey. Um, They've watched me intentionally tackle my fears and try new things. 
and set goals and work towards them. I'm pretty vocal, uh, you know, I include them in it. Um, and they see me looking for opportunities to laugh and have fun and be present kind of emotionally and physically. And what's interesting is they were so young when I was in that kind of broken shell of a person, they don't even remember that person. They, this is the mom they always, they, they only remember this mom because they're, they, they don't remember how I was when I didn't do those things. The only version of me they know is this version, which is crazy because I know, you know, that those 12 years of really feeling broken and those initial rehab years of really being intentional to come out of it. So when we say strong for the life you were meant to live, you know, it does look different for each of us. You know, for me, it was being present, uh, moving with confidence, respecting what my body and my soul needed. You know, I've learned um, that my goals are not someone else's goals. You know, my body doesn't like high impact sports. You know, um, I don't do well with a lot of jumping and running. Um, I have really hypermobile joints, but there's plenty of other things I can do. Um, I want to be able to run and jump a little if I want to or need to. So I do work on that. Um, I know personally, I need a lot of stretching. I need a few hot baths a week to feel good. So I give that to myself. Um, I really, I really feel like it's been, this journey has been a lot on, um, seeing the cool things that I'm capable of now because my kids are older. So we can do things together. We can make goals together and it helps them to be brave and curious and courageous. And, you know, and that's, that's been a big part of my journey. Um, I think that it's very easy for all of us to shame our bodies and to like right now, you know, um, we're at a season where COVID added a lot of stress to a lot of people's lives. Um, and I'm an emotional eater, so I'm heavier right now than I normally am. And I really have been working hard at giving myself grace, but also, you know, not, not settling for, you know, less than the strength and the capabilities that I want to have. So it's finding that balance. Um, when you look at setting goals for yourself, when I look at setting goals for myself, I look at what um, I want to be able to do and what are the steps that are going to get me to that point. Um, for me, I'm at a stage right now that I feel like I do a lot of cardio because I swim a lot and it is strength training as well, but I need to do some more weight bearing strength training. I'm 49, you know, I'm premenopausal and my body, my bones need a little bit more strength resistance training. So that's one of my goals. Um, but it's not like this goal of, it's a goal because I want to be strong to do the, the next season of my life, knowing the hormonal changes that are going to be coming. Um, and I want to find a realistic way to fit that into my day. So one of, one of my clients asked me, um, she had, she had said it in a way that was, I could tell she was overwhelmed. Like, I'm so tired. I'm so worn out. And I know I need to be moving more. I know I need to be doing more. And I know that I'm an example to my kids. And all of that feels overwhelming. And so what I want to say is little things add up. Start where you're at, 
what are the, some things that you could do um, just in some postural changes, some gentle stretches, include your family in it, have them be stretching for them as well as with you. Um, have, you know, we want to have this lifelong um, active mentality, you know, that it's not just a goal for this year, I'm going to do this. You know, when I say this year, I'm going to start some resistance training. I'm not thinking that next year, I'm not going to do resistance training. I'm thinking of how can I build that into my ongoing routine so that I continue to have some weight training in my life as I get older. So hopefully this makes sense to everybody or this was helpful to you guys. And it has been part of our journey. And the Tummy Team Journey podcast is is just that. It's nobody has, it's not about arriving somewhere. It's not about being perfect. It's not about um, having it all together. It's about the journey. It's about what have we learned along the way? What are we looking forward to in the future? And how um, is being strong and connected and pain-free going to be a valid point of that? And that's a big part of what we do at the Tummy Team, where we are wanting to give you strategies and resources to help you be pain-free, connected to your body, strong in that deep core connection and be able to set goals and achieve them so that you can live the life you were meant to live in a strong and um, powerful way. So the other thing that we often, you know, will say on our, and you'll see it on our website, it says restore your core, relieve your pain and reclaim your true self. And, um, that last part that reclaim your true self was actually something that one of my clients had said to me. She had said, I don't know how this rehab process did this, but I feel like I have reclaimed the self that I was or a version of the self, a better version maybe of the self. I, she was basically saying, I can feel me again. And that's what, that's what, brings me such joy. And that's what I want for all of you. And that's what I've experienced in my journey too. So my birthday is on Friday. And um, for those of you that are listening right now, January 22nd um, is my birthday. And every year on my birthday, we have the biggest sale of the year because as I age, my age becomes the percent off. So this year I'm 49. So all of our online programs and our online membership course memberships are going to be 49% off. That is the best deal to date until I turn 50, maybe. Right. Um, so it's a one day sale, just January 22nd. So if you are interested in trying, um, one of our programs or sharing it with a friend, this is a great opportunity to do that. And one of the reasons that I started doing this, I think I maybe started doing this at 42 or 43. I started my birthday sale. Um, and it's a really fun way for all of you to uh, really be excited about me getting older. <laughs> I am excited about me getting older. You guys are excited about me getting older. It's a win-win situation. And it does make my birthday a really fun day because I really, um, there's a lot of positive energy on that day. There's a lot of build up to that day. And I am sharing with you, um, that discount because this has been a life-changing journey for me. And 
I really want it to be a life-changing journey for you guys too. All right. So thank you guys for listening today. And, um, you know, reach out to us if you have any questions. Check out what we do at thetummyteam.com. And um, we look forward to talking to you. All right. Have a great day. Be well. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow the Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.